Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. And let me start off by saying happy International Women's Day. If you are looking for something to do to celebrate, may I recommend going on over to theestablishment.co and checking out their hashtag invisible women project, which is really focusing this International Women's Day on the women who are least likely to get their stories told, talking about poor women, trans women, women of color. You get the idea. There's going to be a Twitter chat this afternoon and lots of cool content on the site. And if you happen to be listening to this after International Women's Day, you can definitely go back to theestablishment.co and just search the hashtag invisible women, all one word, no space, and you will find all the delicious content there. Do it and then share it. Spread the word and make sure that these women are not so invisible. Okay, so next, mailbag. In response to last week's episode, The Cunning Linguist, a lot of you wanted to talk dirty slang with me, and I am here for it. One listener said that she is already using She's Got Ute in conversation, which is her variation on my suggestion that takes uterus. She's Got Ute is good. It sort of like trips off the tongue. Listener Abigail Kinch suggests cervix thumper to describe guys who just pound away at the least sensitive part of our anatomy and then roll off. So use that at will. On Twitter, listener Avery, who tweets at queer activist, suggests shark as a non-gendered alternative to bitch, which I love. I'm a sex shark. And also suggests suck my stiletto as a non-genital, non-degrading version of suck my dick. Well, I guess it's still degrading. It's just not degrading people who suck dicks. Listener Shauna wrote in to tell me that she likes to use the tits as the best or awesome and told me that my podcast was the tits, which thank you, Shauna. You're the tits too. And then listener Lauren Bacon has a little challenge for you. She wants a word that's better than a lady boner for when folks with clitorises and vaginas get turned on. She suggested wet spot, although maybe that doesn't have sort of the impact, shall we say, of boner, but she wants something that's centered on us and not just a female version of boner. Although I suggest 
tell me what you think of this, that actually we should just claim boner and stop modifying it because the clitoris and the penis are essentially the same organ. At a certain point in the fetus's development, that organ gets gendered and goes one way or the other. But the engorgement process and the hardening process is functionally the same. We could just claim boner and stop modifying it. That's my idea. Tell me yours. Email me at unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. Or you can just keep it simple and tweet at me on Twitter at JacquelineF. Use the unscrewed hashtag so other folks can join in the conversation. Keep the vulgar conversation going, folks. Next up, I have a really cool quickie interview to bring you. By now, a lot of you have probably seen the really powerful performance that Lady Gaga gave on the Oscars telecast of her nominated song, Till It Happens to You, which was from the documentary about campus sexual violence called The Hunting Ground. A huge part of what made that performance so powerful is that she used that platform to feature 51 recent survivors of college sexual assault, including Andrea Pino Silva and Annie Clark, who together have founded a great organization called End Rape on Campus or EROC. And it was kind of astonishing, you know, as somebody who has spent her entire adult life trying to bring sexual violence out of the shadows, it was really so overwhelming and emotional and moving to see the issue of sexual violence handled so directly and so powerfully on a stage that big and a stage whose politics are usually pretty questionable. So for you and also kind of for me, I called up Andrea to find out how the whole thing came about, what it was like to be there and how she's feeling about it afterward. She starts off by talking about getting the word from the producers of Hunting Ground that she's being invited to come on the telecast for this incredible performance only a week before the show. It was surreal because over the past three years, we have met such incredible people and we're like, wow, we get to actually all be together. And that in itself was probably one of the most powerful moments of the night. You know, it wasn't even just being among celebrities and being on that stage, but it's being with 50 of the most powerful and strong people in the world. I was in tears. I was in tears. Were you all in tears on stage? I think we were multiple cycles of tears. <laughs> tears during rehearsal. It was tears when, you know, we just saw everyone all together. You know, it was tears when we were writing things in our arms. Did you each decide what to write on your own arms? We all chose things that were really deeply personal to us. Annie wrote, we believe you. Some folks wrote unbreakable. Someone wrote victim on one arm, survivor on the other. Because one of the first things that Gaga actually told us during the first rehearsal on, on Friday, she said, make them feel your pain. Make them feel what it's like for you to be vulnerable. Because she was saying how she's never had that ability to be vulnerable either. That she has had to be Lady Gaga and, and not be the survivor that she has wanted to be. And, and I think that's when that actually really resonated with us. It was, you know, what represents our story, what represents us being here tonight. We kind of went with the moment. Was that marker? Yeah, yeah, it was Sharpie. It was stayed around for a few days. That's cool. That's kind of a cool souvenir. And then folks got tattoos after, matching tattoos. Oh my God, of what they wrote on their arm? No, no, no. It was a symbol that was drawn by Jackie, one of the survivors. Can I ask you fawning celebrity questions? Sure. What were your starstruck moments? Let's see. Well, I, I guess running into Kate Winslet and Amy Poehler. Amy 
girl was like, hey. And also we we got to go on the red carpet briefly before it all started. And it was just so cool to be on the red carpet with all these amazing people and <laughs> just take photos. And, and it's funny because we were on like the behind the scenes of E! when, when Ryan Seacrest was introducing the red carpet. And like, you know, my butt is on E! No big deal. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's just there. It was the coolest thing. We learned so much about each other. We just got to dress up and look nice and take photos. That was really cool. And I think also, you know, just seeing folks reacting. You know, Leo was crying and and was just, you know, looking at us and smiling. Kate Winslet hugged some folks, you know, looking at Jennifer Garner and, and uh, Rachel McAdams, you know, just reacting. I think it was incredibly powerful. What does Lady Gaga feel like? I feel like I've been hugged by the Pope, except better. it's like this like blessing experience you know she almost like walks around with this aura around her and and it's funny because she hugged all 50 of us in the first rehearsal and she was you know really vulnerable and she's like I've never been in a group of people who get it before so it was just all sorts of feels everybody was crying when the hugs were happening even if they weren't the ones being hugged themselves and what does it feel like to hug Brie Larson so fun fact, we've actually known Breeze since 2013, 2014. Oh. Yeah. So she reached out to us right when Iraq was first starting. And we actually have an Amazon wish list and um, she bought a printer off of it. And when we got the little thank you note, it said, you know, it's like her full name, which is not Brie Larson. And we're like, I wonder who this is. And then we looked her up and we're like, oh, that's Brie Larson, but it can't actually be Brie Larson. And then it wasn't until we heard from her agent that it actually was her. And, you know, we've actually been talking, you know, through Twitter and through email. We haven't actually been able to meet her in person because she was filming for Room and then she was filming for Skull Island. And, you know, the day of, she was pretty much standing the entire time and was bawling and, and hugged every single one of us. And then when I came to us, she's like, oh my God, I didn't think you'd actually be here. It's just so surreal and I'm really meeting you in person. And oh my God, so many feelings. She said that to you. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway. amazing. She really deeply cares about this issue. And even before she worked on Room, you know, she's played two survivors already. And she really puts a lot of energy into researching trauma, researching PTSD, researching relationships and bystanders and what it means to have falling outs with your partners and your friends. I mean, she really deeply cares about the way she portrays survivors on screen because she knows that that portrayal is oftentimes all people know about survivorhood, all people know about sexual assault. How often is it that this issue makes it to a stage like this? And I remember reading your your tweets and statuses about that, you know, you've been working on this issue for so long and like, How did any of us think it would get to this stage? I never. It was incredibly powerful and it really has had people talking about it who never would be talking about it. What was it like when the sort of curtain or the scrim went up on you and you were suddenly truly on the stage in front of everybody? My palms were sweating and I was like, I'm probably going to trip and, you know, and fall and ruin the whole performance. Um, And then I was like, do I smile? Do I look serious? Like, I don't know what to feel, you know? It's funny because there's this one photo of me like smiling and everyone else is looking serious. And I'm like, oh, crap. It's that one moment that I smiled because I just couldn't help but smile. You know what? It was a triumphant moment. I think it's okay to feel what you were feeling. You know, I really do think the industry is starting to get fed up with what's happening and kind of the pressured silence. I don't know if you you caught up with, you know, Jamie King coming out and as well as other folks. You know, I had this woman who tweeted at me and said, I sat in that in that audience next to the person who raped me four years ago. 
Oh my God. And we got multiple of those messages from people being like, you know, I'm an actor and I feel like I can't come forward because I'm pressured by the industry. You have so, especially the women reacting in the audience that are in the performance. Like we don't know if, you know, they've had a personal experience or their friends or partners. And this is the only time where they can feel like they can cry about it. I think that's something that kind of resonated with a lot of us on stage. It's that this kind of gave us the space to be vulnerable. It gave Gaga the space to be vulnerable and those in the audience as well, because it's not something that we're usually afforded. Thank you again to Andre Pino Silva and Iraq and all the brave survivors who made that moment happen. I know its impact is going to be felt for such a long time and in so many unexpected ways. I have one more treat for you today, listeners, an outtake from my interview with last week's guest, cunning linguist Jonathan Green. He's going to tell you how he got into the slang game and how you can, too. I was 10 and a boy, well, he put up two fingers, the V sign, rather than one finger, which is more, more, I believe, the American way of doing it. And I said, "Ooh, what's that mean? And he said, fuck off. And I said, oh, do you know any more words like that? <laughs> And this, this, in my opinion, was the making of a slang dictionary, mate. <laughs> I did want to ask you how you got into your very specific career. The, the guy before me in England was a guy called Eric Partridge. And he was a great slang lexicographer. And he wrote a book in 1937, the first of many editions, The Dictionary of Slang and Unconventional English. But the point about Partridge was that he was born in 1894. And I was born in 1948. Now, at the time... I was in my late 30s, and I thought, huh, he doesn't understand teenage. He doesn't understand rock and roll. He certainly doesn't understand drugs. And I'm not sure if he's very happy with sex. And I thought, I can do this. And on a more narrow way, I came across in his dictionary the word nafka. Now, nafka, uh, if you know Yiddish, is very simple. It means a prostitute. But poor old Partridge, he's going crazy with this word. He can't work it out, and he decides that it's the Cockney, London Cockney, East End pronunciation of naughty girl. And I thought, hang on, it isn't. And I started doing it. I would very much hope, and this is a really genuine thing, look, I'm 67, but slang is 17, and slang is always 17, if not younger. And the gap between me and the people who coin and use slang on, 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 on a steady basis just gets bigger every year. And I want somebody who was born in, let's for the sake of argument, say the year 2000 or 1990 to say, move aside, Mr. Green, I'm going to take over. And I am not quite yet because I'm enjoying what I do. <laughs> I enjoy it very much. But I really genuinely hope that there's, it only needs, you know, the, terror, the language terrorist only has to get through once. But I hope that he or she does. I do have a granddaughter, but she's not one till March. And I think it would be a little unfair and her parents might disapprove if I said I want an apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, she's going to be really acquiring a lot of language soon. Yes, indeed. It's a good moment, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> well, you heard that, listeners. The call is out. If you think that you want to uh, become the next great slang lexicographer... The moment is upon you. That is our show for today. If you liked it, if you want to help other people find it, please share it in your social networks using the hashtag unscrewed 
and or give us a rating and a review at iTunes. That helps other people find it there. Please also send in your advice questions, anything related to sex or sexuality, and myself and a guest may answer it on a future Spare Parts episode. You can email me at unscrewed at JacquelineFreeman.com. You can use the unscrewed hashtag on Twitter, or you can even just record your own voice, send me the audio file, and maybe we'll play it directly on a future show. Our show is produced in collaboration with the fantastic Katie Tandy, creative director at The Establishment and edited by yours truly. Our cover art is by Nicole Dadana, and the in and out music that you were enjoying right now is by The Pink Tiles. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.